Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. If you listen to this show in real time, happy Monday, and thanks for rejoining me after my two days off unexpectedly. Unfortunately, I am grieving the loss of my pet Clementine, but I am unbelievably grateful for the support and kindness that everyone has shown me over the last few days, and I'm honestly really excited to get back to writing and making really good, positive, and actionable content because not only is it a welcome distraction, but it makes me feel like I can get back to some semblance of normal, despite feeling like normal is a lifetime away right now. So I figured what better time than now to discuss the different stages of grief and how I have been getting through them. I will be referring to a Very Well Mind article as well as a CNN.com article. Both will be linked in the show notes. According to a Swiss-American psychiatrist and the pioneer of studies on dying people, Kubler-Ross wrote, on death and dying, in which she proposed the patient-focused death adjustment pattern, which is the five stages of grief. The stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Obviously, in the actual book, there are more stages of grief that are mentioned, but of course, media and modern psychology has boiled it down into five stages, which when we're talking about experiencing something so personal and sorrowful like grief, 
it's going to be different for everyone. And while it may feel reassuring to have this feeling of control or at least a plan for how to get through such a fucking overwhelming and deeply isolating experience, it makes sense that we would want to cut it down into five easy chunks that we can kind of go through step by step. But of course, it's not going to be that easy when we're in it. That said, I do think there is value in understanding what some typical stages of grief are, so that when we're in the midst of them, we can consider it with more of a processing mentality rather than a feeling of shame or personal doubt, which will often send us further into that sorrowful feeling. I know for me, I didn't really even realize that I was in the first stage of grief for the last few months. Since seeing my dog start to decline, I was in denial, for sure. And while in the logical sense, I was registering that my dog was not doing as well as she was a few weeks prior, and that she wasn't eating as much or enjoying as many things, but the idea of me having to take some sort of responsibility, I was in complete denial about. I slept more than I should have, or even needed to, just to avoid the idea of thinking about it. I was only getting up to take care of the dog and enjoy my time with her. And luckily, I wasn't in too much of denial about what was happening because I was able to really be present and focus on the time I was able to spend with her. And that's something I will never be more grateful for in my entire life. I am so freaking happy about it. But the point is, denial can come in many different forms and it can surprise you in how it's manifesting. I truly didn't realize that that's what I was doing until a friend kind of called me out on it. And it really took a lot of that shame from oversleeping or over avoiding my problems off because I realized it was a natural stage of the grieving process. And the more present I could become with it, the better I was at kind of catching myself before I would do it or simply allow myself to lean into it because that's what I needed in that moment. But by registering in real time that I was in denial, it helped me remember that I shouldn't be in denial so much that I ignore the parts that I'll really regret ignoring later. But having friends that helped me with that took a lot of that unnecessary guilt off of me when I'm thinking about how much I was really in denial at the time. Another natural reaction to loss is anger and bargaining. And these two I've kind of felt hand in hand in my own experience. And if you don't know what bargaining is, it's using if-only statements, which centers the focus on all our regrets or what we could have done before they died or what we could have said or how we could have handled things. And that bargaining hits hard, I'll tell you what. But remembering things like the death rate of any living creature is 100% has helped me with this. And while the if-onlys or I should-haves can last forever and really send you down a rabbit hole, it's typically a way for us to feel in control of something that's truly uncontrollable. So every time I find myself spiraling into these shame spirals where I feel super guilty about what I could have done more or what I could have done less of or whatever, I instead remind myself that that is just adding to my powerlessness. So instead, I focus on what I did do. I will pull up memories or pictures, but I also try to remember the truth that despite all the best efforts, even if I did everything perfectly, things might not have been different. Which leads me to the fourth stage of grief, depression, or just acute sadness that sometimes hits pretty hard at certain times, 
but more often feels like a weighted blanket that goes with me everywhere I go. And the way I was explaining this to my friends was the fact that it's habitual to look for Clementine all the time. It's so subconscious at this point that I don't get out of bed in the middle of the night half asleep without checking to make sure she's not under my feet. So it's natural that it will feel fucking weird to unlearn 15 years of living with, loving, and supporting my pup. So every time I have a little reminder of that, I do feel that extreme sadness again. And sometimes those wallops of grief can come as a surprise. But understanding that that is natural and it means I experienced a love so beautiful and grand that it hurts to not have anymore can serve as a reminder that hopefully one day I'll lead to the final stage of grief, which is acceptance. And of course, acceptance does not mean I am happy that they're gone. It just means that I am in an understanding with my reality. And by being able to adjust to the reality, I can allow the good memories to flood back in instead of overwhelming myself with the sad reminder that I won't create any new ones. And some days will be easier than others. A lot of the time for me, many of these stages flow into one another and because it's been so difficult to deal with on my own, I have absolutely used my resources in my community by reaching out and asking for validation or empathy or to share more positive stories or just distract my ass. It's really been helping me get through many of these stages in a more healthy way that doesn't make me feel like I'm rushing the process because it is mine. And I know for a fact that the more I rush it, the worse it'll feel later once I am no longer in denial of reality. And though I have plenty more to talk about on the stages of grief, I will leave you with this quote instead. It's by the Winnie the Pooh author A.A. A. Milne, who says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. And that sentiment has given me such a meaningful relationship with my grief. And though I hope you never have to experience grief, unfortunately it is unavoidable for all of us at some point. And I hope you understand you are not alone in it, no matter how isolated and alone you feel. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.